Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. You know what that music means. It means the one and only Coach Mac is on with us. Coach, how in the world are you doing? And uh, what's a, what's that plane flight home, that long, long plane flight from Seattle after he win? I imagine it makes it a whole lot better. Uh, Hi, Mickey. Hey, uh, Blaine. Uh, it, it makes it good. I wish I could tell you what it's like. I slept. <laughs> I slept on a few plane flights myself. Blaine and Dyson and me were in the post-game show, and I said, you know, when did you did you look at this film on the way home, or did you start to look at the next team? And they both looked at me and said, you think we had that kind of technology when we played? So they quickly corrected No, me. and that's a great question because, you know, they have that technology now, and, and you know, they, they're able to – they're on long flights like that, you know, those, those cross-country flights, they're able to – they're able to look at film on the way out and then, you know, uh, with the coaches. And then, you know, clearly the coaches start working on the film on the way back because they know they're going to get back uh, early in the morning on Monday. So you can't ever be behind. So the technology nowadays is amazing. How much, Coach, do you look at what you just did once the game's over on Sunday? Is it a film review one time with the whole team? Do you look at it some on the way back? How much – how much do you look back at the previous game? Well, I mean, you do. I mean, you break first of all, you break it down as coaches, and then you meet, and then you go over your grades. You know, uh, individual. I mean, you go over your grades in in groups: uh, the defensive staff, the offensive staff, the special teams. And then you come in with the head coach and go over your go over your grades with the head coach. And so, and then you break down, you know, defensively and offensively, and the defensive coordinator may have everybody together and show a few a few clips of of some things that you know, that you want to get squared away, then you break off into your individual room. So the coaches see it a minimum of three times. Mm, good stuff, Coach Matt, Coach Dave McGinnis. Brought to you, as always, by Farm Bureau Health Plans. If you need great health care coverage and affordable price, let Farm Bureau Health Plans coach you through it. They got you covered, just like we get covered with the Mac attack every Tuesday on Blade <laughs> and Mickey. <laughs> no doubt, Coach Mack. I'm wondering, have you ever seen a game, the last two games, so much of a swing of how they played in one game and then the next game, you could call it a half, they look like world beaters. And, and the Titans, they just look like a different team and came out there with a different mindset. Yeah, Blaine, you know, in my 30 years of coaching in the National Football, yes, I have experienced that. And, uh, and still, you know, to this day, if somebody would ask me why, I've got no explanation. But uh, I, I, I've seen you uh, – I've had teams play in games before where – got away from us early and we couldn't do anything right. Seemed like we were on our left foot all day. And then, you know, the next game, you know, uh, just be able to persevere through whatever happened and win the ball game. The thing, uh, and you know this, Blaine, and, and our listeners are, are are sophisticated listeners and they, they understand. I mean, we had a whole plane full of really great Titans fans go out there. And here's, here's what I'm trying to say is this league is so close. I mean, it is so close. And regardless of what, you know, mm-hmm. people want to say and look at teams and say, and this team should be favored and this team's not good. They, you, look, anytime you play on Sunday, Monday, or Thursday in the National Football League, everybody has a chance because everybody has good coaches and good players. And a lot of it depends on the matchups of the day and who's the healthiest at what position. So it, has it happened to me before? Absolutely it has. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're on with Coach Mack. Giving us the Mac attack. Was Seattle as loud as advertised? Okay, come on, Blaine. <laughs> I mean, it, look, they had, you know, and again, as I said, I've been there, 
you know, of course, in the NFC West, when, when I went in there with uh, Jeff Fisher to take over the Rams, you know, we took over a team that had been 15 and 65 the previous five years. They were terrible. And we knew that if we we're going to compete in the NFC West, we had to build a team to be able to beat Seattle. They were the top dog. And so uh, the nine games that, you know, that, that, that I coached, you know, against them because the 10th game after they let fish go when the front office took over the team i don't count that one uh we were uh we were uh five and four so we always found a way and had to devise ways to beat those people but when you go up there to play now i've been in a, a lot of stadiums around the country both collegiately and in the national football league and that place is different and especially this time because they hadn't had fans in there for over a year. Look, they had, I mean, they had a concert before the game with everybody in the stand. They brought Macklemore out and he was doing his thing. They brought the UW band and they were dancing to Macklemore. I mean, it was a concert, you know, before the game and that crowd was juiced. I mean, they were fired up and it is, it is as loud. It's the loudest outdoor venue in the league bar none. Well, besides the superstars, Coach, you know, Tannehill, uh, you know, the King and everybody else's superstars, you know, who stood out that you think, Mike, uh-oh, I think we, we may be on to something. He's starting to play uh, up to the level uh, that we thought he would. Yeah, you know, when I, when I, when I watch a game, you know, I'm, I'm watching units. But I, 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 thought, I think the last two weeks, you know, Christian Fulton's really acquitted himself very well out there at the corner. I mean, we talked about earlier during training camps about how he looked stronger and, and, and he looked and, and he looked more like you know physically an NFL corner, and he's playing like that right now. So, you know, I thought he did very well. Now, I mean, he had he had some things that he's got to clean up. I mean, you know, they're in the we had a complete bust back there. He may have been involved with it, or he may not have. I've, I I don't grade players anymore because I did that for thirty years, you know, extensively. I don't know exactly what the call was, but I, I know that that wasn't the call. That's not what they planned you know, for, for Swain to be running down there wide, wide open. And so, but I, I like, I like what he's been doing. He's been pretty consistent since training camp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Coach, I, I got to give you one more. And that is yeah. the refereeing. And I'm not really oh, big hey, on talking hey, about Lane, the refereeing. Oh, man, no, he me, was, I, I hear you, you know, call it a game. And I'm like, man, I wonder what coach Mack would have been like, cause your get back coach would have been really active in this game. I would imagine. <laughs> Yeah, my my get back coach would have had me around the throat. <laughs> I mean, here's here's the thing. And again, as I, you know, first of all, uh, you know, you know, spotting the ball that third down that was awful. Okay, that that, that was that was bad. Uh, Julio Jones scored a touchdown. All right, I mean that 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 was that was very evident. Also, they got they did get the call right on the one you know where they where they called him short of the goal line you know before he walked before yeah, Derrick Henry yeah, walked in yeah. on he, they 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 got they got that call right. I don't know what to make of the taunting rule. I do know this: if they're going to emphasize it, there's already been eleven taunting calls mm. so far in two weeks in the National Football League. So if I were a player and I even thought about looking at somebody cross-eyed, I wouldn't. <laughs> right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, no no penalties uh, for sure. We're all with Coach Mack giving us the, the Mack attack. Uh, 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 one, one more question, I guess, on that note. Yeah. What do you think they can do a better job of the National Football League? You know, they've come up with all these different ideas to help improve refereeing. It's a tough job. But what, do you, you got any ideas what maybe they could do to imp- improve uh, the refereeing? No, but I, I do know this. It, it's never, it's never been as, it's never been as smooth, and it's never been as, 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 as synergistic. In, in other words, 
put together as it as as it was when Mike Pereira was there. Oh. You know, they've changed they changed heads of officials. It's never been the same. And plus now, Blaine, to your point, they've got different they got two different people now doing the replay. Yeah. All right. They got two completely, and one of them's a, a, not a former official. One of them's a former coach, you know, Perry Fuel. And so right. that, to me, I think the inconsistency in the in the in the the coaching office and and, and the and the, and the way it's the, the inconsistency in the leadership, I think, has made a big difference. I mean, I just know how good it was when Mike Pereira was there, and so yeah, I, I'm not I'm not in look. I study officials. I study crews. I study a lot of things. Uh, so does Mike Keith as far as knowing who calls what. When I was coaching, I would study crews to know, you know, be able to tell my team, this team is a little bit liberal on, on, on defensive pass interference down the field. This team will call you for just barely touching them. So keep your hands in. This team calls very little offensive holding, especially on, you know, on play action passes or runs to the edges. This crew right here calls, you know, it very liberally. And so all of those things I used to study. I, I don't, you know, I still, I look at them. Mike Keith always gives us their stats, you know, for the week prior and then keeps up with it, you know, throughout the year. But uh, I've never been an official. It is a, an extremely hard job, but I, I just know, I just know how much more together it was, you know, when I was coaching and Mike Pereira was in charge. Mm. Well, with Coach Mack giving us the Mack attack. Coach, the first play that you named was that that third down play where Carson reached the ball out and, and was near the out of bounds line and, and was and was essentially a full yard short. It wasn't yeah. even close. They hurried up and they ran another play and we were discussing this in post game and what could Vrabel have done. A guy tweeted us and said, "Well, it's just it's where the ball is spotted, so you can't." They said he couldn't challenge. I guess the spot of the ball and the Seahawks moved quickly. I, I, my thing was this, even if you wanted to save your timeouts, that's up to Mike Vrabel or not. I'm asking you this from a procedural standpoint. Could he have called timeout though? Just take a timeout right there before Seattle runs another play. And in that time, maybe the officials on their own say that was pretty close. We should take a look. Could something like that have even happened? No, they're not ever going to look at it on their own. Okay. Unless, unless you challenge it. And 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 and, as, and and here's the other thing too. Unless it's egregious, which you know, Titans, I'm I'm a Titans, I'm a Titans, Titan fans. Everybody's going to think you know it, it was egregious, but unless it's egregious, you're you're getting a spot call. The the best chance you have is on the sideline, but it has to be you know clear and evident. It's clear and evident to everybody wearing two tone blue, yeah. but it may not have been clear and evident to the people back in New York. As I just said, you got two different people doing it now. So yeah, I I, I would not have wasted the challenge on it, and I and definitely not wasted the timeout. After the big play, the sixty eight yard touchdown with the busted coverage, the Titans basically the Seahawks went three and out, three and out. Uh, they ran four plays before the game ended and didn't have anything going there. Then they had the ball three plays in overtime, and really it should have ended with a safety. What did the, do the defense do down the stretch, besides not give up big plays, what did they do down the stretch that literally was three and out, three and out, four and done, three and out? Well, first of all, let me – let me thank you for reminding me it was a safety too. You know, by, <laughs> yeah, by, yeah, by, yeah. It was a safety in any world that yeah. we live in. Well, yeah, yeah. And by the way, it was a safety. I mean, you heard me on the call. Mike, I said, I said safety. Yes. So, you know, we were right. We were right next to the to the to the Titans coaches. You know, and I and I I did my hands in the safety sign to them. Anyway, uh, again, talking about officials, that's another one. But that to me, look, they. they 
during that ball game, I've played Russell Wilson, as I said, you know, you know, nine times as a coach. And then one time, you know, as an observer up there, you know, when I was at that, that last game, you know, without fish there. And so the thing, the thing about him is at any point, I mean, he's, he's going to explode. And, and so you've always got to be, and he's going to make some plays. The thing that can't happen to you defensively, and you're talking to a, a, a guy that was a, the, the defensive star in this league sitting right there next to you in the secondary, if, if an explosive play happens to you, you cannot get you you cannot get discombobbled by it. You got to go get it fixed on the sideline. What happened? But they, you can't let it take your confidence away. I thought they played with great confidence in the fourth quarter, and I think that's a big big plus. And I, and I think it, it's co- major kudos to that staff and those players in that environment, going in down it like they did halftime, and then coming out and fighting all the way through it. But the basic thing they did, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't do much different. But they, they didn't, they didn't get all discombobulated if something bad happened to them, Mickey. And that, to me, was the biggest thing. It was a big moment for David Long. He was actually out there with a green dot because Jayon couldn't play. And David was a guy who we'd seen really come on at the end of his rookie year, and then maybe his play was a little quieter last year. He had such a great pedigree in college. And he goes from sideline to sideline so well. It, it, it's neat to see David Long take advantage of his opportunities, Coach, because he's a fellow that seems like he could be on this team for a long time making plays. Well, I'm just all for that guy because, I mean, you know, vetting him coming out of West Virginia. And he had to learn a lot about playing the second level yeah. as far as, uh, as guard ball triangle reads and, and, and discerning coverage and everything because he was a rush guy. Yeah. Basically, they're West Virginia. They were blitzing him and, and running him everywhere. And if I'd have been at West Virginia, I'd have done the same thing. Because he made every tackle on the field when you watched it, you know he's a he was a defensive player of the year, you know in that in that in that conference. And so uh, yeah, I'm really I'm really proud of him. And here's the other thing that I that that impressed me about it. the moment wasn't too big for him, mm-hmm. you know the moment wasn't too big for him. And putting that green dot on in that environment as loud as it was and being able to get you know everybody set and get everybody on the same page and you could see a lot of communication going on out there manually because verbally you can't hear anything out there uh i was very impressed with david long i've been impressed with him since he's been here because guess what he's a football player and he's got a great gps to the ball and that's a plus for a defensive player absolutely coach max got a gps for this show every tuesday and he's on with us right now on blaine and mickey always coach there was a lot of different moments ebbs and flows in this game but where yeah. do you see the turning point where you you felt like now this is Titans ball game to lose? Do you, do you well, see I mean, point? you know, they kept answering bad plays in the uh, second half. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they 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 didn't come out. They they did not come out, Blaine, in my opinion, and play like they were behind. You know, they just kept pounding. And the thing that the thing that it, it impressed me that's important. And and this this team has been successful ever since we've had that big running back of whether the run game is really good or not. If the score is not separated by more than two scores, keep pounding that guy because people get tired of that. I mean, they get tired of it, and 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 you saw it. And plus, he just he just keeps getting stronger. So to me, the fact that they were able to stay with that, and then I think one of the big things that I really liked was Ryan Tannehill was very very accurate. You know, A.J. Brown uncharacteristically had drops. You know, I think he's trying to run with it before he catches it. But Julio Jones stepped up and was Julio Jones. But Michael Pruitt was outstanding in that thing. And the other thing was impressive. When they're playing that cover three match, now we'll start talking some ball, and they're going to drop off like they do in that cover three match, dump it down to your backs over the middle. Mm -hmm. And that was a big part of that game in the second half. 
Well, take us behind the curtains, coaching, like when you were coaching uh, and when what the film room was like. Because everybody thinks it's all hunky-dory, especially when you get a win. But, man, there were a lot of correctable points in this. And I usually walk away from the film room after a game like this and be like, oh, yeah, we won, yeah, yeah, yeah. You go to film next day and go, oh, man, damn, we we got we got we got to get better, man. We 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 got a lot to do. We got a lot to get better at if we want to win. Yeah, especially early in the year, you have to. I mean, it has to. It has to. Here's what it has to be, Blaine, and you know this. And this is for it has to be the truth. You have to tell the truth because you won, and that's what everybody is euphoric about. And that's mm-hmm. that's the bottom line in this league is winning. But if you want to move forward and improve and give yourself a better chance to win in upcoming games, you've got to correct what went wrong because guess who's going to try to exploit those things they see on the film that gave you problems? Your next opponent and your opponents after that. These films stay stay in the flow in, in, in perpetuity. I mean, they stay in the flow forever. So you've got to get that corrected, and it's got to be it's got to be a very honest. You know, the National Football League. You can attest to this, and I can attest to this too. In thirty years of coaching, that 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 uh, breakdown and those meetings after a ball game, they're all about the truth. There is no you know <laughs> sugarcoating anything in there, good or bad. You know, you can you can praise you can praise the good plays, but you better correct the bad plays. Ooh, yeah. I felt like a little ant on the wall my rookie year. I was like, oh, my gosh, please don't say my name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyway, now we play a team that's 0-2. The Colts, maybe the best 0-2 team. I- I've watched them a little bit, uh, especially their first game versus the Seahawks, and I thought, you know, Wentz was playing, you know, pretty decent. I mean, that- he wasn't horrible. He was he was solid. Made some uh, – Boneheaded plays this last game as far as just trying too hard, but a lot of quarterbacks do that. I just watched Aaron Rodgers, the best, to do uh, you know do the same thing. But uh, kind of take us through your approach and how you would prepare and think about preparing for uh, a young quarterback going into this game because I don't want our fan base to think, oh, he has no starts, we're going to kill them. No, it's a Colts and their division opponent, and they beat us with guys we never even heard of or they picked up off the street you know, three days before the game. No, this is a dangerous team. Dangerous, mm-hmm. dangerous team. You know, first of all, it's a division game. They're zero two. They've got the same type of mindset, you know, in, in, in my humble opinion, that the Titans had when they got on that plane to go to Seattle. Okay, I mean, this is what this game is to them, being zero two, and they played very well in those two ball games. They lose Wentz in the fourth quarter last week, but you know, up until that time, I mean, they're inside the five twice and don't come away with touchdowns. So, look. They're a good football team, and mm-hmm. and offensively and defensively, they're going to run the football. I mean, they've got Taylor and Mack. They've got two guys that, that can run the ball, and their offensive line has been hurt just like ours have. But still, you saw what the Titans were able to do with a with a piece-together offensive line. I mean, the guys that were in there, they're playing, you know, much kudos to them. They made it work, and they'll figure out how to do it too. And so this is a this is a big, big game. This is a dangerous game. It's a very dangerous game. Both teams – once you get into division play, I'm not saying anything that's a revelation to anybody, but the division play is different. And uh, I just know the mindset that they're going to come in here with, and it's going to it's going to be a fight. And you've got to be able to be on point with what's going on. You know, defensively, I mean, they got erasers at two levels. You know, you know Buckner and Leonard, those guys are erasers on defense. They are difference makers. And so, guys, this is going to be a ball game. 
Coach, every time you laugh on the broadcast, I always say an angel gets its wings. And and as 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 the team started to pull away, or not pull away, but started to change the way they played and started to come back, and then just to hear you laugh in the background behind Mike yelling these amazing things that he says, his voice goes up, and then you're just laughing. Every time you laugh, an angel gets its wings, Coach. I just want you to know that. Keep giving those angel wings away, man. It's the best. Well, that's that's very kind of you. And the re- I mean, I, I, I don't want to say anything because I don't ever want to talk over Mike Keith. He's brilliant in what he does. He's a wordsmith up there, and he's he's into the moment. But I can't help it because when I look at it and see, and especially, you know, I, I really start laughing when Derrick Henry starts eating stripes out in the open field. Because, first of all, they have no idea how fast he is, and I don't know why they don't because it's been on film now for quite a while. <laughs> lots of tape on and, him, yeah. Yeah, and second of all, I mean, dudes start to approach him a little bit like a dog does a, a, a tire on a moving car. You know, they're not sure they want to bite that thing. <laughs> oh, if people aren't turning down the TV volume and listening to you guys, they're doing it wrong. Coach, we love talking to you every week, love hearing you on Sundays, love hearing Mac talk, and people can hear that tonight, and uh, just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, thanks, Mickey. Yeah, we've got Mac talk tonight. Rhett and I, we're bringing Amy Wells in studio with us live tonight. She's going to give a little preview of the Titans Amy Coach Mac podcast, new podcast that is dropping this week. And so uh, we look forward to all the phone calls, all the all the Twitter questions. Uh, I really look forward to Mac talk on Tuesday nights after game with fans. It's great. Us too, Coach. We'll be listening tonight. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it, Coach. See you, guys. Thanks. One and only Coach Mac. All right, we come back. Our director of content, Blaine Bishop, wants to start doing something on Tuesdays, giving away a, a Titans game balls. So we asked the question earlier. Some of you responded to at Blaine and Mickey on Twitter. You can do that if you're in Zone TV chat. Respond right now. Offense, defense, special teams. Who are you giving your Titans game balls to for the performance on Sunday? We'll share that next. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone.